Welcome back, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. It's me, your host, Katie, here yet again with another episode of Abundantly Aware. Remember that this is the place for all things mindfulness, meditation, and journaling as it relates to the business owner. And if you enjoy those things, please consider subscribing here on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast episodes because it's a fantastic way to support the podcast. So... With that being said, today's episode, the second guest interview that we have on this podcast, and I am so excited for you guys to meet her. Her name is Hannah, and in today's episode, we're going to talk about planning. However, planning to create calm, but we do veer off a little bit, and I think there are so many tidbits for you to hear. So with that being said, let's get into this episode. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Abundantly Aware. In today's episode, we have another guest with us, um, Hannah. And uh, I would love for you, Hannah, to introduce yourself to everybody that's listening. Well, hello and hi. I'm really excited to be on Abundantly Aware. Um, Also, I'm super pumped to be talking to you, Katie. Uh, My name is Hannah. My business name is Start With Hannah, and I'm your business strategist. I work with entrepreneurs who are leveling up or pivoting in business and integrating strategy into their business from the very beginning. So that's what I do. Oh, it sounds so wonderful. And that's why we have you on, because I think that who you are and what you represent is so beautiful and how you help others is so amazing. And I think that you are going to achieve such success. So that's why I want to get you in the ground here. And then everybody can see you years from now and where you are. That's so cool. I actually, I love what you said. Um, Also because, so when you're starting out in business, so for me, this is my first year in business in this particular business. And I tell myself almost every day in 10 years, I'll be 10 years in business. And it allows me to feel so much better today about being like, oh, cool. So this is my first of 10 years. Uh, Yeah. Isn't that a really cool way to think about it? So the way you said to get in on the ground with you before you become something later, is actually really lovely feeling because it goes with exactly what I tell myself every day in 10 years I'll be in business for 10 years it's a tank Mm -hmm. there are no coincidences it Mm -hmm. absolutely is so you were meant to be the universe is letting us know that you were meant to be on this podcast perfect (laughs) (laughs) so um we're gonna start with my first question which is tell us about one experience that you had um with planning within the last year because we're talking about planning and how it, you know, brings, how planning can bring a sense of calm to your business and to you as a business owner. Well, planning is my favorite thing. I'm not only a type A personality person, like I'm very Virgo, I'm very type A, but also as a business strategist, majority of the work I do is based on planning, not only for myself, but with my clients. And I also teach a program all about business strategy that has to do with planning. And so planning is my favorite topic. And if you don't stop me during this conversation, I will literally talk to you for the rest of the day about planning. Awesome. Um, (laughs) One thing that I have done differently this year than I've ever done before in planning um, with this new business is I actually took a whole year calendar, which I've never done before. And I mapped out potential options for what every month could look like. So this allowed me a few things. One, it allowed me to see what definitely wouldn't work. Uh, The other thing it gave me was I want to run a six-month program. And I want to see what six-month span that would be on. When does the six-month start? And when does the six-month end on a year calendar? Can I see my at-a-glance view for planning? 
And in doing so, it allowed me to actually, it was really cool. Not only am I understanding and fully aware, I'm abundantly aware of, of all of the things that are coming in each month. Also, what is maybe even more important is I've already scheduled in my vacations. And by doing so, I can work all of my work around the vacation month so that when it comes the time, I'm taking almost all of September off for my birthday. When it comes that time, all of my clients will already have been differed into October because it's already in the books. I actually learned this from a previous coach. She said, one of the best parts about planning a vacation is knowing when it's coming. And so it's not just about, you know, hitting burnout or hitting a certain moment and taking a vacation because like, oh my gosh, I need it so badly. No, it's actually let yourself plan it. Let yourself get excited about it. Let yourself know that you're in a position to have a vacation. Your clients will all already know or products, depending on what kind of business you're in. Um, and it will just feel really great when it's there. Even if you do nothing during that vacation time, it doesn't matter. It's not about what you're doing. It's about knowing that you have a vacation. So yes, planning from a year perspective. I did that for the first time and it was honestly life-changing and business-changing. Uh, funny that you say that. Cause I actually, I think I have a podcast episode that talked about, oh no, that was the last podcast, but, yeah. um, <laughs> um, but I have talked in the past about planning your vacations in advance. Mm -hmm. And so I've actually even done that working for somebody else, but also with my business. And I've decided, you know, uh, like in December, I did a full week of journaling, um, of like journaling exercises and an introduction to journaling, which by the way, that will be linked in the cards if you want to see it. Yeah. Um, and like I did that in preparation to go on vacation for three weeks and not even think about the podcast. Mm -hmm. um, and I had had planned, you know, January was already planned before I took the vacation and it was so calming and wonderful to be able to do that. Um, but I had never heard anybody else talk about like spanning and planning their vacations ahead of time. So this year I actually do have vacations planned ahead of time and in Ooh. September as well, but that's because I'm, I'm going on vacation, actual vacation to Italy and Croatia. Um, <laughs> what are you saying that mine is not an actual vacation? No, no, no. It's an actual <laughs> vacation. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's not a staycation. I do. I do. <laughs> I <have Yeah>. <laughs> But, um, yeah. And I've kind of like sort of planned out, obviously I want to take my birthday off. Never. I don't work my birthdays. Mm -hmm. Like since, since high school, I've taken off my birthday. Yeah, me too. <laughs> birthdays matter to me. Yeah, exactly. Like I was that kid that would walk around the schoolyard with my friends and be like, it's Katie's birthday in a week. It's Katie's <laughs> like, seriously, I have a, I have a distinct memory. Crazy kid. I was a crazy oh kid. God, I love like so much. Katie's birthday in a week. Like I would like join you in a car. I think it's because I actually had a birthday party, but still like who, uh, I don't know. I just love myself back then. Um, still, still, still. Yes. Perfect. Um, but the love started back then. Beautiful. Yeah. I love that. Like planning ahead of time and knowing your plan before. So you have something to look forward to. Mm -hmm. It's also essential because oftentimes we have so many ideas, especially if entrepreneurs are listening to this, I know you are idea making machines. And in doing so, we often are like, okay, I'm going to do this now and I'm going to do this tomorrow and I'm going to do this. But once you start actually mapping it out on the calendar and seeing 
the exact hour. So for example, I'm going to go back to the program that I just launched that's starting in March. I mapped out when every call was going to be, when every fun side thing we were doing was potentially going to be, if we were going to go to the spa, which we're doing, if we're going to go out for dinner, which we're doing, if we're going to have co-working events, which we're doing, and actually mapping them out. And the essential part of this is not just knowing what's happening, but knowing what is just impossible. Like if I start looking at this calendar and realizing this is not going to work, I'd rather know now. And the best way to do that is to actually see it at a glance. Yeah. And, and also like the way you phrased it, um, because the last podcast I released when we're recording this, mm-hmm. um, was how this year I'm actually planning in quarters instead of a full year. Cause it kind of overwhelms me. But when you mentioned planning it all in a whole year so that you can see it all in a full year calendar, instead of, you know, focusing on the amount of work that you have, that you can focus on the amount of work, but also see what you can't bring in now mm-hmm. that you know there is all that amount, I think brings it full circle. And like, yeah, I'm just thinking it's uh, it's like a light bulb moment for me, sort of. Perfect. <laughs> and sort of like, a, oh, I could approach it differently maybe next year to release the anxiety that I feel when I see a full month in VA. Yeah, it's also so. January. So while we're recording this, so you are more than welcome to reconsider and plan for your year, even if you're planning 11 months or 10 months or six months. You don't have, January isn't the necessary month to do it all in. Yeah, well, and tip, if I am to give you a tip, which I use this a lot, is leave room for the shiny things. Mm, so right. If your calendar looks too full, oh, that's not going to work because you don't know the opportunities coming your way. So you need space for the shiny and the space for the opportunity. Oh, so beautiful. <laughs> so beautiful. We're going to clip that. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> um. So... All right. So going into my next question, um, what's one thing that you do first, if you could start your planning journey all over again? I would do the year calendar. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So when did you start this year calendar? Say that again. When did you start your year calendar? So this December, about two weeks prior to January, I was sitting on, I have a mat on my floor in my office and that is my brainstorming zone. That is where I am all things business and dreaming. And I, I waste a lot of trees and I use so many blank pieces of paper and colored pens and you should have seen it. It looked like something out of a movie, I would assume. And I just wrote and wrote and wrote and on almost every page I said, I wrote, this isn't it. I put the page away and I started again. And on every page I was like, no, this isn't right. This isn't going to work. I tried putting the calendar together and I was like, this is, I, this is off. I don't like what my schedule looks like. Okay, scrap it, move on. At the bottom of one page, I wrote, something is missing. Something is definitely not right. Keep brainstorming. And so I brainstormed for two full weeks. And then I finally, I think it was two weeks prior to January, I was like, Eureka, uh-huh. I figured it out. I know what needs to happen this year. Now let me see if it fits into my year calendar. And it did. And so I think allowing yourself right on the paper, When you're brainstorming, when you're taking notes, write on the paper what you actually feel, right? This isn't working. This doesn't feel right. This is ugly. This is what? Sometimes I'll even write to myself, be like, Hannah, get over yourself. But I will write that kind of stuff to myself because sometimes it's like, this is, this doesn't make any sense. This isn't going to even bring in any money. 
And what, like, what am I do? Why am I working myself to the ground if I'm not really getting anywhere with it? And so mapping it out in a year to see if those ideas work or not is, is essential. Now it's like a new, I, I only did this this year for the first time. Oh, wow. That's incredible. That's incredible. And like, I like that it took you a long period of time, right? Like, cause I feel like so often online we see, oh, I planned this and they show their planning routine and it looks like a day, even if they mention that it's not a day, it still feels like they did, they did it all in one day. Yeah. And then you're sat there like, I am overwhelmed. I do not have enough energy to complete all the tasks that I already have to do on top of planning in one day. Actually, I just want to take this like a step further because I think this is so important. I often showcase that in my first two weeks of business, I signed a huge client and I sold out my beta program in less than a day. However, I can only say that because in my previous career as a realtor, everything I did worked towards this career. I just didn't know it at the time. And so when I switched careers, I already had potential clients. I already had entrepreneurs interested in working with me. My strategy was already in place, but I had been in real estate for two years creating these contacts. When I switched careers, I spent the first entire six six months uh, playing around with my target market and playing with potential. I played with delivering the program in several different ways. I played the market. I tried to understand the market. What are people going to buy? And maybe even more so, what am I going to enjoy doing with the system in place? And so although it might look like I am made a success of myself in two weeks, which, okay, in, in, in some sentences, that is absolutely true. But I worked for two years prior creating the sphere that I have. And I worked for an entire six months before this year to play around with the market before I was able to launch my year plan. So it isn't an overnight thing. It is the time and space that you get to give yourself. But if you can keep reminding yourself in 10 years time, you'll be in business for 10 years, then enjoy your first year. Because in 10 years time, you'll look back and be like, wow, my first year was really cool. Yeah, I I could just listen to you talk about that for hours. That's (laughs) (laughs) okay. Yeah, Yeah, I'll I'll come back every week. (laughs) That's incredible. Oh my goodness. Like just, just the amount of time that you took and spent on your business before you fully launched it is incredible because even even not in just listening to people like minusculely it all seems like it happens so quickly and it all seems like it happens with no planning and so then I'm like oh I can't plan because nobody else planned and it just happened but it doesn't just happen and I think even those people, I got a comment on my last podcast with Jillian about like, oh, overnight success does exist when you go viral. And I'm thinking, I think that some of those people that go viral, by the way, it's only like 1% of people that go viral on the internet. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that sometimes when those people go viral, it's because they've calculated and they've planned to be that way. They've done research into how to go viral and the things that you can do. And, you know, sometimes it's not for the greatest things. You know, the people posting those Karen videos know that there's a potential for them to go viral. You know, I actually have a completely different outlook Mm. and I want to share it. When you see anything go viral, look at the interactions. Because sometimes you'll see people on Instagram, and I find this very interesting. They'll have like 30,000 to a million people following them. And they'll have like 12 comments on a post. 
And even if they have, so go check them out and go see if they, let's just say they have a hundred comments on a post or any of them related to something that is going to help further the career of said person. Not often. I've always said that I've never used social media followers as a guide to my success because I'm not getting one to 10 comments under my posts that say, wow, I can't wait to use this program or, oh my gosh, I need to work with you. Then I'm doing something wrong. So going viral is really cool. It's really fabulous. It does help get a lot of eyes on you, but I never focus on the follower count or the view count. I focus on the interaction count. Yeah. Wow. I think, whoa. Um, again, <laughs> again, I'm like, mm. um, no, this connects to what I was looking at recently. And um, because please hit subscribe if you're enjoying this episode, because I would very much like to grow our subscriber count of people that enjoy and resonate with this content. And um, because I'm trying to do that, I've been looking at other, obviously, creators on this platform. And I'm like, you have a million subscribers, but only 20,000 views on said videos. Are they actually really subscribers? Are they actually really interested in your content and you? And mm -hmm. are they actually willing to purchase from you? Because mm -hmm. essentially, that is your end goal when you're in business. Yeah, sometimes it sucks. Yeah, sometimes you want to don't want to think about that, but that is how you become a business is sell your products. Yeah. So if you don't have people following you that are willing to do that, is that 1 million subscriber count worth it? Yeah, and we're not talking about sales, but this is this actually directly reflects sales. This is why people often talk about getting no's instead of getting yeses, mm -hmm. because you need to get X amount of no's in order to get X amount of yeses. And so it's very similar in terms of subscriber count. If you get a million subscribers, half of them are never going to listen to your podcast. Mm -hmm. The other half are going to dwindle in and out. And you're going to have like 20 people who are like the fans that want to like see you live. And that's the numbers game. And it's the same in the sales game. And it's the same in the popularity game. I mean, how many people do you have on Instagram who you randomly like to post, but have never clicked on their profile? You know, this is it. And this translates into all things business. And so separating yourself from that grand number and allowing you to actually care about the numbers that matter to you and your business and to yourself. Um, those are the numbers that matter most. Yeah. Actually, watch the TikTok. Do you mind if I go on a, a wee bit of a tangent? No, do it. Do it. I watched That's what we're here for. Perfect. I watched a TikTok and this guy was doing something kind in a downtown city. He had a poster and it was something about homeless, whatever. And one woman came up to him. I can't uh, give credit to any of the creator, uh, creators. I don't know who this was. Um, but one woman came up to him and was like, wow, I love what you're doing. And in the middle of her talking, he got yelled at by someone who was upset about the situation. Instead of his focus being kept on the positive woman, he right away switched his focus to the negative one, wherein he could have just enjoyed the compliment and moved on. He decided to go after the other guy or talk to the other guy and the woman walked away. And it's just so interesting that we do this so often. Of here we are thinking about this grandiose number of people where really, if you are going to be booked solid in business with eight people, then you only, which, which a lot of people in the service-based industry, it's not about the numbers. It's about the closeness. It's about your sphere. It's about really being able to lean on the person. I'm fully, fully, fully booked for my program at eight seats. 
So I don't need to talk to 100 million people. I need to find the right people for this program. It's a completely different, it's a different outlook. Yeah, definitely. And oh my gosh. Yeah. Social media just makes it seem like the more is better, <laughs> you know, like more, 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 more content, more likes, more views, more share, more, 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 but it's not really about that. It's about the intimate connections that you do make. Right. Um, Cause that's actually what's social about social media. Oh, I love that. And also the concept of um, an overnight success. Yeah. I think the reason that comes to be is because there, there needs to be one change or something that needs to happen in your business. And if you make that one change, you can find success. However, there's a lot of little changes that have to happen before that one. So it can feel like an overnight success because you found the right change, but it's a combination of many changes. So when I switched careers, that was the change I needed to be able to embark on this adventure of mine. Right. And so to others, it might look like an overnight success. I will tell you right here and now, it was not. <laughs> it was not. Um, but it was a journey, an adventure I absolutely adored. And so I don't know that I would have wanted to be an overnight success because I don't know what I would do with it, that success, nor if I would even feel it. So, um, yeah. That's always my thought is like, I don't want to go viral only because I don't know what it would do to my mental health. Um, and my I'll go viral for you and I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> okay. Cause I don't want it. I don't want it. I just want people that enjoy listening to my voice and the, the, you know, topics that we're covering and want to be involved in the conversation. I don't want to go viral. It's not, not a plan of mine. So <laughs> everybody else can have it. No, thank you. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I'll take my, I'll take my thousand fans. Thank you. That's it. We don't need to grow anymore. Oops. Well, imagine a room with a thousand people. That's a lot of people. That's insane. That's yeah. insane. On a stage in front of a thousand people. I think <sighs> yeah. one of my reels recently hit 6,000 and I made a story about it. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, I can't even imagine like a hundred people in my apartment, right? Like a hundred people yeah. in my apartment would be sardines. I don't, I can't even imagine what 6,000 people like looking at my face at the same time would look like. It's just, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, it's mind boggling. It yeah, is, it really is. And yeah. and again, social media, even though that's not the topic we're talking about, but that's okay, we're allowed. I think it creates this thought that there are so many people all the time, but there really aren't. Mm -hmm. um, it creates this mirage you know, of people that are interested or people that want to talk to you or people that want to be with you, but it's not, not real at all. Mm -hmm. And that's why all the, you know, lots of people that have loads of following don't actually have any true connections. Yeah. I love social media. <laughs> I'm I glad you do. I love it so much because my inbox always has the most loving, wonderful messages. Like mm -hmm. I just, the sphere that I've created there for me, social media, I unfollow more than I follow. If I see a post that makes me displeased or unhappy or, or something I don't agree with, I just unfollow. It's so easy to allow my feed to be happy and pleasant and allow it to be my version of what Facebook used to be when I was younger. Mm. And so for me, it's actually my friends. It's like my friends portal. It's like all of the coolest colleagues that I could ever have created loads of inspiring people who motivate me. I use it for my own benefit. And so for me, social media is, is a lot more than, than this 
place of horror. <laughs> I've just created this space that I absolutely adore. I could do it first thing in the morning and feel loved. And I could do it the last thing before I go to bed and say, I hope you have an amazing day to one of my colleagues that I know they'll see the next day. And so I just think that I've created the space for myself that that we could all make. And I, and I know that so many people feel burnout when it comes to social media so often. Make your page something you adore. It's It, it could really be your, unfollow them all. Unfollow them all. Whoever needs to hear that right here, Anne, unfollow them all. It doesn't matter. Create the space for you. You can have five friends. You can have five friends on Instagram and make it your space. Mm, that's beautiful. I think, I think that's what I've done with, with, uh, YouTube, um, mm. is I've curated the people that I'm subscribed to. And then when things come up on my homepage, then I'm like, heck no, I uh, say, do not show me that ever again. And then they yeah. don't show up and it's music. It's just magical and wonderful. Yeah. yeah. So I think, I think it's awesome. So you people listening, you yeah. can create this kind of space anywhere that you are, mm-hmm. whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, your friend, group. your friend group. Yeah. Ooh, WhatsApp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your WhatsApp or yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I wanted to, because we talked about one thing that you would try again from trying from the beginning, mm-hmm. um, that being your one year at a glance, what's one thing you would never try again? If there is anything. Yeah, I mean, certainly. Um, the things that I would never try again, I, the, the thing I would never do again um, is saying no to the things that will bring me joy. Um, I think in business, we're so money-driven that we don't realize that a lot of the things that will actually drive our money forward is the joy that we'll gain from doing certain things. And so when I recreated my year plan, and using the system, the pillars program. When I redid it, I actually, one of my pillars of business is now called shiny. And the idea is to literally go after the shiny things. Now I don't have to do them all. I don't, but if that thing will bring me either joy or business, I really get to go after it. And if, if that thing will bring me business and joy, then it's a heck yeah. And the ability to let myself use joy as a part of my business allows me to really grow. I've done two incredible things already this year in January that were all based on joy and in doing so are bringing me business. Oh, that's amazing. It's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love, um, I love adding joy to your business because so oftentimes we're, we're, you know, have you ever seen that, that, uh, that real slash whatever the heck it was originally where, you know, the person's like, I went from working nine to five to working 24 seven. And they're like, I have no joy. It's all work, work, work all the time. And I'm just stressed out. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it has to be like that. Mm -hmm. And I think having, you know, that shiny thing that works for you allows you to not yeah, like just throw away all the joy in your life just because yeah. you decided to start your business. And it is difficult, you know, it's not the yeah. easiest thing. Um, but those pockets of joy are what makes it worth it. And you know what? The whole idea of like nine to five versus 24 seven is a load of bull crap. Let me just like, I just want to say this for a second. I'm a full person 24 seven. Mm-hmm. My business is a huge part of what I do. And so if I want to do it on a Sunday, 
in bed while sipping on coffee, I absolutely get to. But the reason I say it's absolute bullcrap is because when you're working nine to five, let's just say you're working the nine to five, Monday through Friday. On Friday, they're like, thank goodness for the weekend. I don't have to work again until Monday. And then on Saturday, they're, they're counting it down. You don't think that's taking energy? You don't think their countdown of knowing that they need to be back at their desk on Friday? Sorry, on Monday, Friday too. But on Monday, you don't think that that's taking the same energy as it would to work in, in any sort of arena? You're all, you are thinking about work. Now, okay, the argument, I will, I will play devil's advocate here. The argument is, okay, but Hannah, when I leave work, I get to close up my desk and leave. Okay, how many times have you received an email from your boss at some random time and now you're freaked out because you know you have to see them on Wednesday at 12 and you don't know what the meeting is about and you're racking your brain all over about it. It's the same thing. No, there is no such thing as 24-7 and there's no such thing as 9 to 5. We are full people 24-7. We have thoughts, we have feelings. How many times have you had an epiphany about business when you're lying in bed? Shower. Shower thoughts are genius times. Genius times. Do you think nine to fivers aren't having genius concepts in their shower? Oh, they are. At 6 p.m. after business? They are. Yeah, they are. Whole people 24-7. The whole idea of this clock and time is all garbaggio. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I No, I full heartedly agree. I don't believe that we should be forced to work the eight-hour day when all our work is done in four. If all my work is done in four, why am I sitting here being forced to look at the screen? Mm -hmm. And then you're like, oh, okay, well, now I have to ask for more work because I guess that's what I'm supposed to do. That's a whole other topic. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, yeah. Even though I am working a nine to five, Monday to Thursday at this current moment, mm -hmm. it's not forever because my plan is for this podcast to reach success and one day you and I are going to work together and we are going to make you an empire oh that sounds beautiful guys subscribe if you want to you know see that one day because it's going to happen <laughs> yes <laughs> subscribe wherever you get your podcast episodes even here on YouTube if you're watching us mm -hmm. um uh that's so beautiful skipping um mm. so many juicy nuggets in this episode I think <laughs> So, okay. So that actually wraps up this episode, this juicy, juicy episode. And, uh, I want you to tell us, you can take your time though. Um, <laughs> what's, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. You can take your time. Um, what's one thing you've heard from someone recently or like in the last year, it doesn't recently or in the past, um, that really resonated with you and you brought into your current now. Um, that's hard because so many things, um, I, as I mentioned, I have this really incredible sphere of people that I have been creating intentionally over time. I'm just going to like share that one more time intentionally over time. It's not like these people magically appear in my life. I did put in loads of effort into making the sphere that I have, um, and it was all well worth it. Um, and I'm still building, um, you're a new member of my sphere. Thank you. Um, and you're coming to my first uh, entrepreneur event, which I'm really excited about. I'm super excited. Um, the magic, the magic that comes. Um, in terms of resonating, I recently spoke to a friend of mine on, on her podcast and uh, we chatted about uh, habits and we chatted about building habits into your life and, and how to create habits and what habits to create. And one of the things we talked about, which I just loved, 
was I brought up a story about how when I go to a cottage every year, um, every time I go to the cottage, the first sip of coffee I have is on the patio, no matter sunshine or rain or snow, I go onto the patio in my PJs and I cheers the lake with my coffee. And then my first sip must be taken on the patio. I don't know why I came up with this ritual. I cannot tell you, but it's beautiful because I can't actually sip the coffee right away because it's so freaking hot but I'm committed to taking my first sip, which means I now have to stay on the patio, even if it's freezing. My friends have been inside and I'm like in the rain waiting for my coffee to cool down so I could cheer the lake and just drink a sip. And I just need one sip and I can go inside. We were talking about it and I said, you know, it, it sucks that I leave that at the cottage. What if I woke up every morning? I don't have a good view. I live in, in Toronto with like buildings and a street and it's not the prettiest street, but I do have several trees outside my window so now what I do I've done it twice since that podcast I'm trying to do it every day is I go onto my patio rain or shine and I cheers the trees and and that was something that really resonated that came up because she mentioned that she wants to take her cup of coffee onto the patio and I said I love that idea yeah that's such a beautiful idea um I actually used to journal outside every morning um every single morning in the summers I do it because you know Toronto it's cold it's freezing out there there's, <laughs> no. there's snow I can see snow on um my patio furniture mm-hmm. and uh but yeah no I love that bringing something that used to be like a treat to your every day mm-hmm. oh and cheersing nature even more beautiful because uh, nature needs cheersing okay yeah I it's literally weird. cheers the trees and I say like cheers trees <laughs> It's, it's funny that you have trees outside too. I do too. And you would think living in the concrete jungle, yeah, there wouldn't be any trees, but there's there is. Nature to be found. Yeah. 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 Covered in snow. So they're actually kind of beautiful right now, even with Ooh. no leaves. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. And a perfect way to end this conversation, I think. So where can people find you online? And of course I will link it down in the description and you should give her a follow. Yay! (laughs) Well, again, my name is Hannah and my business name is Start With Hannah. The idea is that when you start with me, you actually start with you. So I don't have success unless you find success. That is my success. So everything is Start With Hannah. Start With Hannah at Gmail, startwithhannah.com, Start With Hannah TikTok, Start With Hannah Instagram. It's all connected. So all you need to remember is when you start with Hannah, you start with you. Oh my gosh. That's so, so beautiful. Um, nothing that you're currently offering the community at this time. I'm always offering community related things. So, um, I'll start with the most juicy and most exciting and available right now is the pillars program. It's, as I mentioned, only available to eight people. And in order to get in, we do have to have a call first. If you jump on to startwithhannah.com, you'll get all the info about the Pillars program. It is meant for the entrepreneur who's ready to level up or pivot and bring strategy into their business. It uh, includes the spa. (laughs) It includes dinners. It is Toronto-based. And it is the first year. This is the first annual Pillar program. Uh, The next way to work with me is one-on-one. Also, just check out my website and feel the one. This is what I tell people. When you're trying to choose which way to work with me, sink into your gut and decide which one makes you most excited. And that's your gut saying, heck yes. So you can work with me for six months. You can work with me for one really intense, crazy month where we take one idea and build it to fruition. Or you can have a one full day business extravaganza with me where I'm your sounding board for a complete wonderful day. 
So it really depends what you're looking for and what makes your heart absolutely sing. But the thing I would recommend is the Pillars program because it's a group, it's exciting, and it includes the spa. So it's the program that I would have wanted to join, um, didn't exist. So I was like, well, I guess I have to create it so that I can go on it. So I made it selfishly for myself <laughs> and for all oh. others. Isn't well. that where great ideas come from? Yeah. What well, and need. Yeah, exactly. It's a program that allows me to bring up, build strategy, build community, bring calm into my life, build routine, make a plan, go after the plan, pitch, sell with a whole group of people. Damn, that sounds amazing. So <laughs> the link for that will be down in the description. And thank you all for listening. And I hope you will hit subscribe um, and follow along on this journey of Abundantly Aware. Thank you so much for listening. So the takeaways from this episode, I think that there are just so many, too many for me to conclude in just this little snippet of conversation. Um, we talked about planning and we talked about social media and the metrics not really meaning much. And it's really about the connections that you make in business in order to succeed in business. And we also talk about bringing joy into your life and not allowing it to disappear when you are a business owner. Just because you're a business owner doesn't mean you have to work 24-7. So with that being said, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I cannot wait to bring you even more guest episodes on Abundantly Aware. So if you did resonate with anything in this episode, I would love for you to fill out the form down in the description or wherever you're listening to this podcast um, and fill out the form to possibly come on this podcast because if you have something to add to the conversation, I'm more than willing to have a conversation. And as always, you can find us over on YouTube and Instagram at Abundantly Rare Podcast. And the best way to contact me is always via email at hello at katiewoodruff.ca because I prefer email to a DM any day. And lastly, remember that with awareness comes the ability to create a life that's wholly and completely yours. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you next week. Bye-bye. Okay.